everyone, I'm Larissa Russell of Creative You, and I'm your host of the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Here's where we talk about the connection between creativity and healing by interviewing amazing creatives, spectacular healers, and inspiring people who have used creativity in their healing. What does it mean to be creative? What is creativity? You don't have to write a best-selling book or paint a masterpiece or even play in a rock band. Creativity is in everything that we do, in the ways we think, in the way we run a business, in our everyday lives, we are creative all the time. Let's talk about how we are creative and how creativity helps us heal mentally, physically, and emotionally, right now on the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Hi everyone, Larissa Russell of Creative You Healing. Welcome to the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Today I have with me Nikki Starcat Shields. Nikki is an author, book midwife, and leader of transformational writing retreats. She's also a licensed pagan priestess. Nikki has had five nonfiction books published so far and is currently writing a contemporary fantasy series. She would love to help you give birth to your heart-centered book, whether it's a memoir, fiction, or self-help. Nikki specializes in bringing your unique voice, your expertise, your passions, your most cherished stories to the page in a way that will engage and delight your readers. She also guides you to write your book in a way that supports you and helps you focus on your true priorities. Nikki teaches people to be thriving artists, writing their heartfelt books while also nurturing themselves and their creative lives. She lives in Maine and adores reading, cats, and spending time by the ocean. So welcome, Nikki. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to have you. I, I love that a book midwife birthing books into the world. I just I love that. Thanks. <laughs> I think that's just a really great way to look at it. It is like having a baby. It is. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I, I've, I have a few out there. So yes, it really is. <laughs> and so can you share some of your story and the path that's brought you here? Yes. So I came into this world wanting to be a writer and loving and adoring books. I was reading at a young age and and just was like, oh, be a writer. And as I got older, you know, when, you know, when you're a little kid and people ask you what you want to do and you say, oh, I'll be a writer. And they're like, oh, that's cool. Well, then you get into like junior high and high school and then teachers and parents and other people are like, well, I don't think you can really make a living doing that. It's really hard to get into. And it kind of pushed me in a different direction. So by the time I went to college, I went uh, for journalism. Uh, because this also involves writing. Um, but I found out that my particular temperament and body aren't suited to the deadline pressures of that career. So I morphed into, um, I got into broadcasting and I ended up working in public radio. So that is an awesome field to work in. The people were great. It's really ethical. I, I liked it, but it still wasn't my calling to write. And so it took a really long time for me to kind of come back around. I had a lot of baggage around writing. I also had a, a creative writing class in college where the teacher was, I think she was trying ultimately to serve people by like weeding them out, but she was very harsh in her criticism. And I just took that to heart and was like, oh, I really not as good a writer as I thought I was, you know, that sort of thing. So it took a long time to get out of the baggage of that. And it was really in my 40s when I started to write books and be published and that sort of thing. So I want to help people, you know, that's what's inspired me in my um, my career as a book midwife or writing coach to help people get past the baggage they might have around writing a book. And I think that's so important. You know, I hear story after story from art teachers, writing teachers, anybody that's in those creative realms that just has destroyed the confidence of people 
yeah. with those comments, right? With and probably good intent, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> probably. I, I don't want to think that they're all bad people, so yes, probably with good intent, but. Oh, it just makes me so sad. And it's just like, now we have to like work even harder to bring that creativity back into people. But yeah, well, I'm glad you found your way back. I'm glad. Thank so. you. What does healing with creativity mean to you? For me, creativity is very intertwined with spirituality. And um, one of the best things my parents did for me was not raise me in any religion. So, you know, I didn't have some people kind of try to find their own spirituality, but there's a lot of stuff piled on top of it. And I didn't, I didn't have that as much. So spirituality to me is very individual and um, each person has their own expression of it. But I've found with myself and with a lot of people and with my clients that it's very intertwined with our creative spirit, because I think that concept of spirituality is like being connected to something bigger than oneself. And that often goes along with creativity. When we feel at our most creative and we're in the flow, we're like, oh, it didn't, it just kind of came through me. You know, I'm here and I'm in the vessel for this. And, and that, that to me speaks to like, like spirituality and creativity being partners. So when healing um, that connection to something greater than oneself, you know, that's something that a lot of people have had a lot of, again, dogma and beliefs and things piled upon um, shame, you know, a lot of times, or um, even if you're not like in a religion, the, the culture, I think sometimes um, like the atheist fundamentalist can be really, <laughs> really hard on us too. Cause it's like, well, objectively, you're not going to be, you're not the best because there's, you know, these people who are going to reach the highest. And if you're not the very, very best, then forget about it. Don't even try. You know, we have a lot of that perfectionism stuff that holds us back. So healing those things to me comes from a place of connecting deeply with that part of us. That's more than just our ego self. And some of the things that I use with my clients for that are journaling and guided meditations to kind of go into that space and, and be there. And in my own life, um, I also do Reiki and uh, I t do yoga. So there's lots of ways to kind of get that into your body as well. Yeah. Like, uh, journaling, uh, guided meditation. I do that every morning with my morning calm class. So, you know, I, I just, I think it's such an amazing way to start the day. So I'm with you do my yoga at night. So yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> I think those are so important. Um, <laughs> what, so what inspires you in the work that you do? Oh, I love stories. I'm really so into stories and by stories, I mean, not only the ones that we write and create, but just people's stories and, and hearing what they've been through. And um, I'm, endlessly inspired by the, by the notion that we think about writing as a, sol a solitary act. But for me, it's been even more powerful in groups. And I started off working with people one-on-one, -on -one, which was nice. But then I ended up coming into, I have a group program for writers and just the group and how everybody, you know, sort of gives each other inspiration, encouragement, feedback, just hearing the stories of other people like, oh, I, I do that too. You know, how can we fix that? Or I do that too. It's really great. Like that, that inspires me endlessly. Yeah. Mm, I love that. I love working with other people for that, for that very reason. Mm. That very reason. So as healers and creatives, we're often uh, told not to charge for what we do. Mm. Um, and so what are your thoughts on monetizing um, healing and creating? Oh, that's such a good question. Yeah. So I come from the pagan community where there's a lot of that, like don't charge for your services. It's not ethical. And there's a lot of 
um, poverty consciousness and scarcity around that. And something about that just didn't really sit right with me. And I also have studied on the other side, like the new age, like the law of attraction, thought uh, manifestation. And, you know, I know there's a lot of popular discounting of that because the surface of it is sort of, but if you dig down into that, I feel like that's a, there's a part of magic that is that manifesting and drawing to you. And, and so I've, I've worked to kind of bridge those two things where, you know, we come to this life with gifts and talents. We develop skills. We put in the work to develop those skills. You know, I had a whole, that whole first career in public radio that I was paid, that was my day job. But while I was doing that, I was also learning about magic and learning about creativity and learning all these different things and working at those things. And so I feel now that, you know, we who have brought those skills forth, we've polished them, we've taken our natural talents and developed them. That's something worth, you know, being paid for. That's something worth being compensated for. And um, I think that's really important. Also, I have this great biz coach and her voice is in my head right now. She's like, who would you rather have own the power and money in this society, the people who are in the corporate structure and the patriarchal way, or the wild women entrepreneurs. And it's like, well, yeah, because we're going to be the ones who, what are we going to do with our money? We're going to help other people. We're going to have organic food. We're going to, you know, do things that she says, you know, money doesn't suddenly, if you have a bunch of money, it doesn't make you another person. You're still you. And you still can now make decisions that reflect your own values. I love that. I think I love your business coach too. <laughs> She's great. Her name is Britt Bolnick. Uh, yeah. And to look her up, if you're ever in need of a biz coach, she's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like she's like right in there in that sort of creative realm and wild women. I love wild women. So <laughs> perfect. So what creative healing modality do you use the most for yourself? Ooh. Journaling, I would say would have to be my number one. Yeah. Anytime I'm feeling something is off, whether physically or emotionally or whatever, I turn to my journal and explore it that way. And I have a lot of people coming to me who, (laughs) so my ideal client really isn't someone who says, oh, I'm a writer because then they're empowered. It's someone who is, does other things, but has a book idea and doesn't know how to get there to write it. And so, but they'll come to me and say, well, I'm not a writer. All I do, I I journal and that, you know, but but I'm not a writer. I'm like, journaling is writing doesn't have to be shared in order to be valid. Yeah, that's so true. It's so true. And I think journaling just allows you to explore so many things, right? And dig a little deeper. And yeah, yeah, I use journaling in all my programs, all of them. Yeah. Cool. Cool. (laughs) So what are you the proudest of in your life? Oh, well, if you had asked me this yesterday, I wouldn't have necessarily come up with something right away. But something happened yesterday that I just was so... I just felt so honored and in, in my in my leadership with it was um, I have a writing program and I have six writers in it and a bunch of them have been going through some big life changes like this past couple of months and we're feeling like well we haven't been writing as much we're going through these big life shifting things and we had this call yesterday and instead of doing what we had planned to do I said all right let's just make this like a a check in and connect kind of a call and we did and everyone got to share vulnerably about what they're going through and help one another and uplift. And at the end of the call, I mean, everybody cried, like there were tears, everybody cried. <laughs> and, and at the end of the call, they were thanking me for holding this space and bringing them together in this way. Because 
like I said, writing it's or creativity, it's not just the thing it is. It ripples out into your life and your spirituality and, and affects all aspects of life. And at the, oh, and at the end that I said, well, you know, I, I've been told that I hold these big spaces and yeah, sorry. Cause some of it can be painful. And they were, and one of my clients said, sorry, not sorry, <laughs> because it also is transformational and, and is really helpful. And so this like reflected back to, um, in one of my biz coaches retreats, this friend of mine and I got paired up um, to write a bio for yourself as if you from five years from now say, what are you doing? Somebody's introducing you and then give that to the other person and they can add to it for you. And so she added something about me casting spells that uplift and expand everyone involved. And I was like, wow, that's neat. I'm not sure what you mean by that, but thank you. But yesterday I felt like, oh, that's what the clients meant. I'm really proud that I can hold those spaces for people to see what they're and see each other and just reflect and, and up level. So that's, that's today's brag. <laughs> I, I love that because, you know, it, I think it holding space, people don't understand what that entails. And so that's huge. Right. And so yeah. after I got off the call, that. I was like shaking and I had to go eat something. I was like, Oh, whoa, that was intense. <laughs> Oh, I love that so much. I love that so much. So if you could change one aspect of our society through your work, what would that be? Ooh, I would like to change the constant emphasis on productivity, go, 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 do, 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 and make that more of a dance between the ebb and the flow. Because I think in order to be thriving artists, in order to be successful creatively, we have to have downtime. We have to have time, number one, where we're just not doing anything, we just rest and just like let things percolate. And number two, we have to have that input, right? That inspiration, Julia Cameron's artist date, you know, go and get inspired, and then bring that back in. And I don't think that's acknowledged in our society as a whole. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it absolutely isn't, right? It's work harder. Yeah. You work until then- your body breaks and gets you sick and then you have to lay in bed. You can work harder so that you can play harder, but you can't work harder so you can rest. And it's like, yeah, yeah, no, I I find that now that I work for myself and I work from home, I really noticed at first, I really fought it, those ebbs and flows, but now it's like, oh no, my body just needs this day to do nothing. My body, you know, I'm going to stay in bed today. Yeah. um, But to not feel guilty about it. That's hard. You know, you're like, well, I should be doing that web copy that I was going to write. And like, no, not now. Not now. <laughs> Not now. That's right. And then you get up and you're so much more productive and you, yeah, I've, I've learned that the hard way because I fought it and fought it. And now it's like, oh, I'll just do that tomorrow. And I know that I'll get it done, rocked out in no time at all. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so have you ever struggled with imposter syndrome? I'm going to go with yes, yeah. because you're a woman, but yeah. <laughs> how have you worked through that? <laughs> um. It showed up for me when I first started working with other people's writing, which was 2017. I did some, I was doing editing, um, which I've discovered is I'm good at it, but it's not my joy or my calling. So I've moved away from that, but I I was like struggling with, oh, well, I don't have an MFA. I didn't, you know, I didn't get certified for this. I, my, my degree is a BA in broadcasting and English, but still that's not the same as being 
an editor or a, I also am not certified as a coach. My coaching is through my life experience and, and, and working with people in my priestess experience. So yeah, there was some of that. And I think what helped with that, I'm trying to think how, how, how have I worked through that? Well, being in the, being in a, a coaching program with a mentor really helps to have, it helps to have someone else who reflects what they see in you and can help you develop yourself. And, and so getting, getting support, <laughs> that's really important. That's one thing. Um, but another thing is just recognizing all that life experience that we have and how that feeds into what we do. I mean, even something is, I could, I could beat up myself and say, why did I even go into radio? That wasn't my calling. I wasn't, you know, da, 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 da. but I use those skills all the time. I use my radio voice to project and be heard in a room. I use, you know, things that I've learned writing copy for that in my business. So I, I think overcoming that for me was like reflecting on not all experience has to be in a college or in a formal setting. It can be just living your life and learning what you learn. I think that's a really important point because um, we have grown up in this society that says, you know, you, you go to university, you get a job, you, you know, all of these things. And I mean, okay. Yeah. I, I took psych. So it does play a part in what I do, but I I've been learning my whole life. Right. And, and, it's what I went through that helps me coach people to, to move through things themselves, right? Because I could have learned it in a book, but I wouldn't have had that experience to, to help them. And I know what worked for me. So, you know, I think we don't give enough credit and experience. I think, I think the online world is starting to recognize that we're not looking for credentials anymore. We're not looking mm-hmm. for, we want to know what you've been through and, and how you got through it so that you can help, help us. Right. So yeah. I think there is a shift coming. There is a shift coming. And it helps not to judge yourself for, you know, we, we often think if I wasn't sidetracked to this other thing, then I would have had more time for what I'm doing now, but it wouldn't be the same because you wouldn't be the same you <laughs> with the same experiences. You know, failure is part of, I've learned that being an entrepreneur, you have to be okay with failure to some degree, because not every program is going to Phil, not every workshop is going to have any, you know, some will have no participants, you know, there's things are going to happen. And when I used to, that happened at first, when I was trying on entrepreneurship, I would be devastated and I would re sort of withdraw thus slowing my momentum. And, you know, now I'm just like, well, that wasn't the thing. Okay. What is the thing? Let's move to something else. Yeah. Yeah, so. absolutely. You have to be able to, to do that and uh, just sort of shift and, 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 and try things out because yeah, you, you never know until you find your groove and then, and then, you know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Do you have an inspirational quote or a motto that you live by? Ooh. Or your favorite for the week? Because yeah, (laughs) I know there's so many. I'm like, um, one that I really love comes from a woman named Jeanette Ma, who's a law of attraction coach. And she um, teaches people to live the life of their dreams, but not always by the way that kind of mainstream society does it so she says we do it differently and so that really gives you freedom for example say you were okay I want to buy a house and like okay you have to have x number of dollars in the bank for a down payment you have to have this kind of credit you have to have this and this and this we do it differently 
there are lots of ways the universe could get you to having your own house, right? <laughs> like <laughs> lots of ways. So um, just having that and her voice of that in my head has helped me in doing things, particularly when your magical ways kind of rub up against the mundane. Like when you come to like, you're doing your taxes or you're doing your whatever, you know, it's like, oh, wait, what? I'm not as amazing and successful as I thought I was by society's, you know, standards. That's okay. We do it differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot, actually. Because, uh, yeah, we, that reminder at tax time, when you look at your yearly total, you're like, but wait, I, I did all right. I really enjoyed, you know, my life. And mm-hmm. yes, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much for being here today. Is there anything else that you'd like to add that maybe our listeners need to know? I would like to add a note about playfulness because that's the antidote to putting a lot of pressure and and being a perfectionist around your creativity, which, right, that kind of stops it in its tracks a lot of times. If you can approach your creativity playfully, and what helps with that sometimes, if you have a primary form of creativity, like mine is writing, try some other form. Try art journaling or drumming or dancing and just do it for fun and be playful. And then that brings that energy back into your your kind of your primary form where you might be putting a little more pressure on yourself I love that and it's so true because it'll awaken other things as well right and so you can become even more creative in your main creativity just by trying new things so Mm -hmm. I oh I just love that I love that but again I just want to thank you so much for being here you're welcome thanks for having me To our listeners, we will see you again next week. And in the meantime, I wish for you amazingly creative days. Are you a daily journaler? Do you want more creativity in your day? We have two great creativity journals to start your day with. One for people who already have a journaling practice and one for people who are new to journaling. Both are an amazing way to start your day. Both make the perfect gift for a person in your life. Check out Have an Amazingly Creative Day and How Do I Have an Amazingly Creative Day? both currently available on Amazon. Click the link below to purchase yours now.